You're listening to episode number 35 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, I get the honor to sit down with Elizabeth O'Shea, an English teacher, mom, and wife, and just so much more. This week, we're talking about how to keep positive in the face of adversity. She dives deep into her personal life and really shares genuine stories on how this has happened to her. She gives you golden, true golden nuggets on how to stay positive through the worst of the worst. This is an episode that hits so close to home, and I am very excited for you to listen in. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice, too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, I am here with the amazing Elizabeth O'Shea. She is someone who is truly inspiring through everything she's gone through. She is an English teacher and a mom, and it is just, her story is really spectacular. So, Miss O'Shea, welcome to the show. Hi, Sammy. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can you just give my listeners a little bit more about you and sort of what you do and sort of just, yeah, just your story? Well, I met Sammy a couple of years ago. Actually, you've never been my student, but somehow, as you've done with a lot of people around here, we kind of struck up a friendship. And I've been really inspired by you as well and the things that you, you know, tried to do. And I also really love that you're always really positive. And last year when we were together in school, I was talking with you about how I think that's so important, like being positive and keeping moving and going through things, even when they're not so great, is so important and how you can't really get bogged down in really bad stuff that happens. So I've just had a lot of things that it's funny when I tell people all the stuff that's happened to me and my family, they're like, wow, I would never have known that this was going on because you, you know, have to just keep going. So one of the things that you and I have been talking about is some a lot of really serious health issues that we've had in our family and my family with my husband and my three kids. So mostly it's been John, my husband, who has been really sick for a long time, for about 20 years. We've been together for about 25. Most of the time, he's totally awesome and perfectly fine, but he's had some really serious hospitalizations and surgeries. And it's been, you know, obviously difficult for me and the kids. And I also recently, a couple of years ago, had cancer. So that was something that we had to all get through as a family as well. Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like that alone, it's like, you know, you have a full time job and you're also, you know, dealing with your family and all that stuff like that. And it's like, so how were what was sort of like, you know, your thought process for yourself in terms of like, I have to, you know, sort of handle all these things at the same time. And, you know, you're like, I really want to devote enough of my energy to all of it. That way I can sort of 
like be like show up the way I want to show up in each area so how did you sort of manage all that that's a really great question Uh, I think one of the ways um that I've been able to cope I have a couple of ways that I was able to cope with the job you know there's been about 10 times that John has had to have brain surgeries and brain surgeries that involve his heart and his lungs and had like really big times where he was in intensive care and had to recuperate so there's like trying to be there for him as a wife but trying to figure out how my kids are going to deal with such a thing you know like has gone on for 20 years so it was like their lives you know my oldest son is 20 um and also do my job and also take care of myself so everybody doesn't have lying back situation but mm-hmm. everybody has lots of things right yeah. so you're a student and you're a daughter and you've got your own stuff you have to deal with and so how do we keep going and how do we balance them that's a really great question one of the things that i have found is really great is or works for me not even necessarily really great but i'm pretty good at compartmentalizing so i've had situations where i've been in school and i have to put on my school hat and i have to do what i'm doing here and there was one time in particular i can remember getting a phone call when i was at school and my phone was vibrating in my pocket and i knew that john was in the hospital and i finished the class and i went out in the hall and i called the doctor back and the doctor said we're in the emergency room i mean we're in the operating room and we have to do brain surgery right now and i said why and he said so that he'll live Mm-hmm. And I was just standing in the hallway like, what? And I was like, uh, okay. And then I like finished the day, which is totally crazy. But I knew if I went to the hospital, what was I going to do there? Yeah. He was in surgery. So I had to finish this, go do that. You know what I mean? And then I would also do, he was in the hospital for a couple of months at one point, And I had to decide that I would, on Fridays, I wouldn't go see him. I would see him every day after work. He was down in the city too, which was hard. Mm-hmm. And I just decided that weekends were for the kids. Right. And I would go home on Friday after work, and then the kids and I would go to soccer games and do all of our, you know, mom and kid things because they needed that too. And I also then, because they were younger, you know, had some time to myself too to just kind of like recoup and, yeah. and deal with what I had to deal with on my own. So, but of course I wasn't on my own. You know, one of the other things that's really helpful is other people. Yes. So accepting help from other people is huge. And I know that a lot of people say, oh, just let me know what I can do. Or, you know, if you need anything, call me. And, like, you're never going to call anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, when people are going through stuff, I'm sure you know people, they're not going to call you up for the most part and say, like, I need this. But I had people in my life who just were like, I don't actually care what you're asking me for. I'm coming right now. Mm-hmm. You know? And I had people just, like, drop groceries on my front porch and just, like, let me have them and I didn't have to ask but it is really important to take it from people and not try and be an island by yourself yeah no for sure yeah and I feel like that decision that has to be made whether it's like you know like I really want to be at the hospital and like support the person who's there but I know if I'm there there's really nothing for me to do that's like such a hard decision to make so I you know I commend you for trying you know powering through that day and like doing all that stuff because seriously it's like I know the mental battle that happens in your head when that happens you know so like what was it sort of like I know you like touched on it, but also like with yourself, like how is that process? Like I know like you, we just mentioned like you helping other people and you showing up in your life, but like for yourself, yeah. like mentally, like what was going through your mind? Like what were you, how, how did you try to like, you know, cope with all of the things that were on your mind and also sort of, yeah. you know, get up every I day? Think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think one of the issues is that maybe I have 
I like to be in control of things, so it's really, really hard when things happen that you can't control. You know, as a matter of fact, I remember one time, I'm going to talk about myself, but I remember one time when John was sick telling my kids, and they each said, like, such totally amazing things. And my son, who was only, like, 10 or 12, said, to, I guess I was apologizing about it. And he said, stop apologizing for things that you can't control. And he was like, I can't. And I was like, whoa. And I was... So that's what happened when I got sick. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait a minute. When somebody else is sick, I can do and I can go and I can drive and I can plan and I can make a list and I can do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when it's myself, you just feel really weird. And other people wanted to take care of me and help me. And I, it was very hard to let other people help. So that's like something that like, I really had to concentrate on doing. And I did take a lot of control. I think that when you're in a situation where anything, like you're having a crisis at work or you're at school and things are going on, you really, I think it's best if you do feel some kind of control. So I took control of my own care. I took time off from work and work was fantastic about letting me do that. And I made lists and I had like medicine charts and I had like time that I was, you know, I had to sleep over here and I can't, people can't bother me, you know, and I did make decisions and ask for people to help me in ways that I needed and I needed to help myself. I didn't need other people to do everything for me because that would add to the powerlessness. So for me, that was really important that I felt like I was fixing something, even though, you know, I can't cure cancer. (laughs) I think one of the really important things in all the things that we've been through is the perspective. Like when I was sick, I really thought, I know it's cancer and it's that big scary C word that everybody feels, but I was always told that it was the good kind to get and that I would be okay. And I just had to do the things that I do. I had two surgeries. I did six weeks of radiation and I had to recover for almost a year. But I always knew that I would get through the other side or at least that's what they assured me would happen. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't always the case when my husband was sick. So I knew that we actually had really been through worse. That like this was going to be bad and that, but it was something that we could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so the perspective of, you know, whenever we've been in hospitals and the millions of times that we've been, you look around and there's always somebody sicker than you. There's yeah. always somebody suffering more than you are. And if you just try to put things in perspective, I mean, to this day, when we ever complain about anything now, oh, you know, we wish that we had the money for this, or we were, we're struggling with this thing that now seems silly when we really, sometimes you have to step back and say, really, is this that bad? Because I mean, like, think about how bad it could be and have been. So I think that's really important too. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I always emphasize, like, I tell people, I'm like, get out into the world. Like, whether it's, like, traveling or literally just going to, like, the next town over, like, go out and, like, you know, just, like, see what's going on. That way, you know, like, the things you have, like, are literally incredible. Like, they are, you know, there are things that many people do not have. And I know for me, like, when I traveled to Nicaragua, like, was it four years ago now there was like something inside of me that totally shifted because I knew that you know like I was building someone's house but back at home like when I left like I had a house like it was done and ready for me yeah. you know and I was yeah. like wow like that is yeah. incredible and when you're in the thick of it it's really hard to step back like, it's really hard to be like this is terrible and you don't have any idea and just to be honest because we're like humans you look at other people and you're like your life is so easy you don't have this thing that I have you know what I mean but it's all relative depending on you know what it is you have and what it is you don't have I was talking about what Kevin said my son said to me when when my husband was sick but my daughter Colleen who was only like six at the time she said something like well mom you know this will make us understand other people and we can help other people who struggle and Mm -hmm. I was like holy crap my kids are like freaking amazing (laughs) but um so I was like what you little six-year-old but she was just like well 
Yeah. He was talking about how can you understand other people's struggles if you don't struggle. So, there, you know, everything doesn't have a reason for happening, but everything can happen for a reason. If you can figure out a reason that you can make out of it, and that's what we've done. You know, there's things that came out of this that we wouldn't trade, even though we wouldn't have chosen, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, 100%. And so what was sort of like the way in which you sort of, I don't know how to phrase this, like pulled yourself back when you were in the midst of all of this and like found that perspective again? Because like you said, it's yeah. so easy for one to do it when they're not like, when nothing's really going on. But like, how did you sort of enact that while everything was going on? Yeah, well, some days I did some days I was like, this sucks, right? And mm-hmm. it was just a big cry fest, you know, but I don't really like to cry for longer than like a half a day. And then I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. Wash your face and open up the windows. So you sometimes have to do that. But one of the ways that early on, on the first time that anything ever happened to us was like, we, it was 1999 and we had a brand new baby and we had been married for only three years. And it was the first time we like met one of these challenges. I was reading stuff. And I was like talking to people and I was like, you know, trying to figure out what could I do. And one of the things that I did do, and I know I've heard it on your podcast, is I started a gratitude journal. And I started every night before I went to bed writing down all the things that were good. Because I did have a brand new adorable baby that I loved. And I did have a happy marriage. And I did have a house. And I did, you know, so sometimes you just have to make yourself write them down or say them out loud or recognize them in some way and also to look around to look outside of yourself so you're in the hospital look around don't only look in the room you're talking about you know go around the world and look at everybody like just look outside of yourself at the you're sitting at mcdonald's all by yourself on the way home from the hospital and you're like this is terrible i have to go to work tomorrow and then you look over and there's somebody else there for some other reason having some other issue you know and it's not all about you no. So being happy about the things that you can be happy about at the same time that you're sad about the things that you're sad about. Right. No, 100% for sure. I want to dive a little bit into sort of how your kids coped with all of this. When you could share as much as you want or as little as you want, I don't really mind. But I feel like just because there are a lot of teens listening to this podcast and they may be saying, oh my gosh, like I'm experiencing something like this. So like, how was it for them? Like, what were some things that like, like some coping, like things you sort of helped them with? And like, what did they do on their own to sort of, you know, manage school and also come home and have this, you know, going on and stuff like that? It's funny because, you know, everybody's different. You know, you have three kids, you raise them the same way, and, and they're not the same. Right. And so, and they're different ages, and they're different genders, and different things have happened to them, whatever. But there's some nature to it, not just nurture. And, you know, one of my kids is the only boy, and he's kind of a stuffer. You know, he stuffs his emotions a little bit, but he's really take charge. So he rallies, and he's like, okay, what do we need to do? And all right, I'm on it. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of personality that he has. And I really believe that all three of them, their personalities, a lot of it comes from all of this stuff that happens to them. Mm-hmm. And in the bad and the good, like my middle girl, she's in college now. And she's the one who said to me at the time, well, this brings us closer. And it does. We have this shared connection. We have this thing that we all went through and, you know, but everybody copes with things differently. So Kevin became a take charge kind of person and he when he was 18 went out and got an EMT license and he's a full-time student and he full, works full-time as an EMT and he takes care of people like he I think he and he said it to me wants to help people the way he wishes or you know observed people helping us mm-hmm. and so that's the way he decided he got from that but like okay let's try to you know fix things and my middle daughter Megan is more 
sensitive. And so it was really hard for her. She was kind of upset about it. She had some problems when she was in high school, as like practically every girl I know had problems in high school with like stress and anxiety and all kinds of stuff. And actually, when I had cancer, she said to me, I need to see a therapist. I want to. Uh, you know, get some help. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to figure out the insurance. I'm like working on it. And then I was diagnosed and I really just kind of was thinking about myself. Like I said to you before, I just decided I need to take care of myself, but you can't as a mom, you have to like juggle everything, you know? So she said this killer thing to me one day. She was like, well, I I wanted to find a therapist. And I said something that is not going to earn me mother of the year status. (laughs) I said something like, well, you know, mine is bigger than yours or I have something real or some horrible thing like that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, mom, just because you're sick doesn't mean that I'm well. And I was like, so like the next day I went out and found her somebody to talk to and we've got it all fixed, you know, figured out, not fixed, but figured out and she's doing really great. And so you have to realize that yourself and everybody around you copes with things in different ways or doesn't cope with things in different ways and needs different things, you know? So he poured himself into a work and she needed to reflect inside. She's more sensitive. And then my youngest one, is just super mature. She's in ninth grade and she's like a little adult in a, in a ninth grade body. And she just grew up. And when I tell people like how great she is, she's just like, mom, you know, she'll tell me, mom, you can watch this movie with me when you finish grading that stack of papers. <laughs> and um, I tell people that and she says to me, well, you know, that's the childhood trauma. <laughs> so she just makes a joke about it. Like, well, what are you going to do? You know, stuff happens and this is what happened to us, you know? And so hopefully we all kind of navigated through the waters together and, you know, stop and help each other when we see that we need it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like, you know, for my family, it's like the same thing. Like, you know, we didn't go through like that much, but I feel like we all, when we had something that came up, it was like, we all coped with it a different way. You know, like my sister would just like go and hang out with her friends and I would have to like, you know, be by myself for like hours. And like my other sister would just want to be with like my mom or whatever. And so, you know, that was really like all it was. And I feel like for you sharing that, I want to thank you because I feel like it's so important because sometimes I only like when I have like one person on the podcast it's like they give their view that's about it but you have you shared you know like four different views and I appreciate that for sure yeah and my husband too like he the reason why he needed all he has all these health issues is he actually was assaulted by a total stranger before I met him and got a brain injury and he always since the day that I met him has always said you never know you never know. Every day, you never know what's going to happen to you. And it could be your last and you have to just YOLO. And this is before YOLO was a thing, you know. And I always was kind of like, okay, but, you know, we have responsibilities and we have bills to pay and we can't just be living on love and a dream, you know. But when you do go through things, you realize that that's true. And like within, you know, within reason, we're not going to like, you know, completely throw everything to the winds, but it, it is true. And he's so positive and that's really important. It's funny, two different ways of dealing with like, when you're talking about kids, about how to like deal with the kids too. Like my husband is always, always positive. Like it'll be fine and we'll get through it and don't worry about it and we're together, which is great. But I'm actually always honest. And it's funny because my daughter has said that she needed help always says, my mother doesn't lie. Like, so if you ask my mother something, don't worry about it. She's telling you the truth. And so I would say to them, well, I don't know if it's going to be okay, but I think it's going to be because we're doing this and that and it probably will be. Well, we'll see. Well, in about a week, this will happen. And so I'm pretty practical about, you know, 
whether things are realistic. And so it actually assuages some of the fears. Like they said to me when I was diagnosed, we didn't tell them for a few days because I was trying to figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. I was like getting tests and whatever. And when I finally told them, they were like, oh, thank God, because we're imagining all kinds of crazy things. Right. And now that you're telling us, well, we got this diagnosis and it sounds pretty good. And all I need to do is this. It's going to be hard, but we can do it. And it was truthful. Then you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. But trying to keep things from kids, depending on their age and how serious it is or whatever, sometimes is worse because they really go crazy in their heads and worry. Yeah. And if you're talking honestly with them, at least you can kind of try to help them with what they're dealing with. 100%. Yeah. No, for sure. This has been so, so good. I want to thank you so much. I want to also roll into our last question, which you've probably heard many times before. It's a question we ask all the guests in the podcast, and that is based off the title of the podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion Podcast. What is one tip that you would give dreamers based on how you fashion your passion in education, but also how you have gone through all of this stuff? Yeah, I think that I would say that no matter what your passion is, I mean, like my conversation with you today is necessarily about my career passion or mm-hmm. like where I want to be 10 years from now, but it's really about the journey. So being positive and getting through and knowing that this is like a necessary step to get to where you're going and it may be difficult and you may have to navigate certain things that like it's important and it actually forms the person that you're going to be and whatever you attain in the end is going to be better for having gone through whatever you have to go through. And it's really hard to keep a perspective at the time, but it's so important. Yes, 100%, 100%. Thank you so much once again for coming on. I really, really appreciate Thanks, it. Of course. For those of you listening, be sure to screenshot this, post on your Instagram story, tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. Let me know what you think, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.